Hey, my name's Helen and you're listening to the Love Mondays Club podcast. If you're a fellow tutor, trainer or coach, then welcome. You're in the right place. Whether you're looking to start, grow or expand your online services, this podcast is for you. My goal is to help you build your business, earn more money and have more fun in this messy muddle we call entrepreneurship. Every Monday, I'm going to be sharing practical tips to help you accelerate your business. From marketing to mindset to money, we'll cover it all. So if you're ready, let's dive in. Hello and welcome to the Love Mondays Club podcast. So today I am joined by another special guest, Sarah Bruner, who is a science tutor based in Surrey. So Sarah and I met a year or two ago at the National Tutoring Awards, and I've always wanted her to come onto the show and be a guest and talk to us about so much exciting stuff that she's doing in her business at the moment. So without further ado, Sarah, would you like to introduce yourself to the listeners? Yes, sure. Thank you, Helen. Thank you for having me on. Yes, I'm Sarah Bruner. I am the owner and I run a company called SB Tutoring, uh, which is based in Surrey, but I tutor online and face-to-face. So online, obviously, I can tutor anywhere in the world. I started my business in 2017, but I've been a tutor about a year and a half before that, just dipping my toe in with a few agencies here and there, and then deciding I can do this on my own. So yeah, set up SB Tutoring. And now I run a mix of one-to-one online. I do one-off workshops in the holidays. I have online science groups and I'm starting online maths groups uh, for next time. Exciting. A huge range of stuff there. And I'm right in saying you do a bit of homeschooling as well, don't you? I do. Yes. So in the day, I'm, I do home educate children who either are home educating through personal choice or those who have come out of mainstream schooling usually due to SEN conditions where they're just much more comfortable at home the anxiety is lower and it just fits in with how they prefer to learn so yeah I do a lot of that and I've actually switched pretty much full-time to homeschooling in the days and then fitting my other side of the business around that amazing so 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 my understanding there so you're doing sort of mainly homeschooling and then not much in the afternoons or evenings is that correct no I homeschool through the day so (laughs) my day typically looks like get up obviously sort my own children out they go to mainstream school 9am start my homeschooling children right the way through to 3pm pick up my own kids make their tea Dad comes home, takes that shift away, and then I'm in the evenings doing my own sort of SB teaching one-to-ones. Yeah. A lot of the ones in the day have have come from alternative provision as well. Yeah, there's a kind of lot more requirement with that in that you're dealing with lots of local authorities and other aspects of that. So there's two kind of main things we were going to talk about in in today's episode. So this is what we call it one of our hot seat episodes. So towards the end of the podcast, I'll ask you about like some challenges that you're having in your business and we'll sort of talk through those. I'm excited to uh, cover that topic with you. But first of all, one topic I really want to talk to you about is the fact, and I'm not sure if you mentioned this in your introduction, but you are an award winning tutor, not just any old tutor, award winning (laughs) and I think this is something that you're very humble about so please tell us a bit more about this tell us about the awards you've won what you've got going on at the moment sure no I am very humble that's me as a person really I don't really shout from the rooftops about much but yes so I've won well I've been nominated for quite a few but today I've won two sort of main awards and the first one is where we met at the um, Tutors Association Awards, the National Tutoring Awards there, uh, where I won Professional Tutor of the Year 2022. You can still see my cheeks 
flash. No, it was amazing. It was a great moment. I remember. I also remember the shock on your face sitting across the table. It kept out of the blue for me because I thought, what number one? How does anybody know who I am? <laughs> but yeah, no. So it was quite a shock, but. Wow, was I delighted as well with that award, totally delighted. And a real honour, I think, to have that recognition for the work that you put in and and the impact that you have on these young people's lives and and so on. So really exciting. And what that award did is it gave me three main things, I think. First of all, it gave me a bit more credibility. I had the Tutors Association completely behind me and back me up. And so that, that makes, I think, any business credible there to be one part of them as a member, but also to be nominated or shortlisted as you were and or to win an award yeah there's that credibility second is confidence so yeah I didn't mention it in my intro <laughs> I didn't want to come across it a big-headed or anything but certainly it does boost your confidence to go and do things and before I won that award I was simply just doing one-to-one face-to-face maybe occasionally on uh, well a bit online because of covid we'd all have to change but now I've got the confidence to go Oh, let's run some groups. Let's, let's do a workshop. Oh, I'm going to do a lot more networking. Or certainly, I think, well, I've entered and I've been nominated for other awards. So I kind of, it's made me more visible because it's given me the confidence to be more visible. And the third thing is to actually meet others and actually not just say hi online, but go and meet them in person and work together, collaborate together. Helen, do podcasts together. <laughs> Fantastic. So definitely it's helped me get out there in the tutoring community and feel much more part of a team and less like I'm a sole trader on my own running my business. Um, and more recently, I uh, won a business award, the SME Surrey Awards, that small, medium enterprise business awards. They're run in each county and I uh, won or was the gold winner for excellence in service. So, yeah, that was uh, this year, so 2023, I think it's February. Feels a long time ago, <laughs> February. And it's based on basically your customer or your client experiences and the journey that they take with you from start to finish and the added value that I get because we can all give brilliant customer service, but they it was really based on kind of added value and the extras that I give to students and that individual personalised bespoke approach that I take because I take it as a family rather than just work with the student. I will work with the entire family for their needs. So really exciting. And because I was a gold winner, I automatically get put through to the national finals of the Business Awards. Yeah. (laughs) So that's in December this year. So 1st of December, fingers crossed, that's at Wembley Stadium. We all, all our gold winners go and we can have a nice dinner. And yeah, um, so fingers crossed. That is such an exciting thing. I didn't realise that, that you automatically got put through. So yeah. That feels like Britain's got talent through to the next round <laughs> yeah. Yeah. amazing so do you know what? I think so many things you talked about there like the benefits of of sort of entering into these awards like like you say even if even if maybe necessarily you don't win it just sort of being like nominated or being shortlisted like can do so much for you can't it and like something I've been talking about so much on the podcast recently is visibility like building your confidence online and like networking and meeting people so it's it almost kind of sounds like doesn't it like by going and putting yourself like being in these awards situations you're kind of ticking all of these boxes just sort of through one event I, I went to an event um a couple of weeks ago a friend invited me 
And she said, oh, please come sit at our table. And um, I wasn't nominated, wasn't up for any awards in any way, shape or form. This was the um, UK Family Network Awards. It was a national awards. And I went because I had several friends shortlisted and I just went to support them. I met so many other people there just chatting around the table that you're at and then at the end of the night we'd had a few drinks and we're dancing but we're all kind of dancing together have a chat and and you do it and then you connect of course instantly like oh what's your Instagram what's your Facebook and then you're connected and you know each other business each other's businesses so it was very much I hadn't gone there to network it was a nice social event but you do essentially and they go oh that's Sarah the tutor or uh you know that's Helen the business coach you kind of get known for for what you do by more people but yeah yeah 100% I, I totally agree with you and I think that like yeah, nothing beats that. Like networking and things online is really important, isn't it? And it's good to kind of be sociable and supporting each other. But there is something about that like face-to-face connection you get with people. And, you know, like you say, like you and I have sort of chatted ever since we met face-to-face. And it's sort of like, you know, when I saw you just now in the podcast, we haven't spoken for a while, but it's like, I feel like I saw you yesterday, you know? <laughs> and it's, it's hard to get those connections and relationships with people like just through online. So amazing. So I bet there's quite a few people out there listening, thinking, you know, this, this sounds amazing, something I'd love to do for my business. But how do you get into it? Like, how do you sort of get into these award situations? <laughs> um, that's, a, that's a difficult one, because sometimes you're just nominated by people, to be fair, and that comes out of the blue. And that's really lovely. Like your clients might see something and they nominate you online. I got into the National Tutoring Awards because if you're a member, they will send you regular emails anyway about events coming up. And you can apply for sort of various categories or somebody can nominate you. But you can apply if it's yourself and you think, yeah, actually, I do think I'm either professional tutor of the year or tuition business of the year and there's so many categories that you can go into there's a special educational needs there's a homeschool one and if your business is I think it's um, something like best tuition business in education in schools there's lots but there'll be an application form with a certain word limit where you have to kind of state your case if you like being a scientist or a former scientist and now a science tutor it's all about evidence Helen it's all about your evidence <laughs> so got to kind of make a statement about yourself or or what you've achieved in your business perhaps you've helped a student go from a grade d to a grade a or something in in a year then you've got to back that up not just say that what's the evidence for it and also i think you have to have a good number of referees or parent testimonials behind you to kind of back that up for the last award i won the sme that was very much the case because when it comes to excellence in service you can say you're you excel in it but you must have evidence and I know that uh, feels like they went behind my back but I know they didn't but they go and they speak to your clients they phone them up and they speak to them they email and they find out what's Sarah like it's you know what's the kind of service you get and what's the impact that person's had so you need some referees behind you some parents if you're a tutor or if you're business in business you know your clients who will say some lovely words about you and also kind of just show some examples, some evidence of somebody's journey from using your business or from being a client of yours. Amazing. And, and I think, do you know what, I actually think that is, because again, like say, you and I both met at the same award ceremony and it was the same for me, you know, I nominated myself. And I think sometimes you don't want to admit that because I think that, yeah, you feel a bit like, oh, you know. <laughs> but the, I think... That whole experience for me was such an eye opener. Like I I still remember receiving that email. I'm pretty sure I submitted my application two days before the deadline (laughs) because it was one of those moments of like, oh, 
what have I got to lose? You know, I've got a spare, I've got a spare hour this afternoon. I'm going to put my application together. Um, that said, I had been thinking about it for a few weeks. So this wasn't like a last minute thing. Like ultimately, I think, yeah, that there was kind of felt like there was a weird stigma around this idea of like nominating yourself. But then all of a sudden stepping into this award, like this sort of room of like awards and things like that, you realise that actually nearly all of these awards processes, people nominate themselves for it. I didn't realise that either. Yeah, no I one tells me. That. It was a real eye-opener. But at the same time, now I've done it, and I don't and I don't get shortlisted for, I don't go into lots of awards, but there's been some I haven't been shortlisted for, and that's fine. Those you do, like you said at the beginning of the podcast, you, you gain a lot. I mean, and for me, yeah, I gained those main things, the confidence of going out, socialising again, meeting people, networking credibility behind your business yeah and just overall confidence really going to these things and and meeting people yeah so there's there's definitely lots of pros no shame no shame in nominating yourself whatsoever if you really truly believe and you've got somebody behind you as well I guess my husband is the other person in SB tutoring he lives and breathes it with me he's not on the books doesn't get paid but um, he lives and breathes it with me volunteer yeah <laughs> involunteer um, but he pushes me and he he's very much he's he's my self-belief really he's always just do it go for it you can do it and um, having someone like that or you even yourself being your own champion just go yeah I will do it what have you got to lose? And you're absolutely right. What have I got to lose? Just go for it. And also as well, I think I think this is a big thing for lots of us as like sole traders. I hate to say it, but lots of us as women as well, like don't like tooting our own horns and talking talking about how wonderful we are and all the great stuff that we do. And like, I, I've said this to lots of my clients recently. I've said like, just put yourself in for awards, kind of go into it with like, you know, don't necessarily have like huge expectations of it, but just enjoy the process of actually sitting there. And like the, the kind of questions they ask you to answer almost force you to reflect on your business and all the things that you've achieved. And I think so many of us, like we're so ambitious, we have so many ideas of all the different things we want to do. Like, it's almost like when we achieve something, we, we tick, it's like we've ticked the box. And we're like, oh, good. Okay, right, that's done. But here's the other hundred things I now want to go and do. And I think it's really easy, isn't it? It's really easy to feel like, oh, I haven't actually achieved that much because we spend so much time looking miles down the road rather than looking in the rear view mirror at like, everything we've done on the way to get to where we are right now completely and I think there is that issue of being judged I mean ultimately you are going to be judged it's an award ceremony <laughs> you're going to be judged but also there's that judgment from others oh you put your application in yourself or oh she's up for an award or you know it's that fit so yeah that toot your own horn as you say it kind of comes with that I'm going to be judged now and not everybody's going to like that and I still think there's that fear of putting yourself out there for fear of judgment really but I think though like when we sort of think about that judgment I think it's always interesting to challenge ourselves like who are we actually worried about judging us you know because our our clients aren't going to judge us if anything it's it's a it's an amazing sales kind of part of our strategy to say like we're award-winning we've achieved all this stuff you know we've been recognized by our industry and then you know the people our peers around us who are our friends and support us are going to cheer us on all the way so you know who are we who are we worried about the person we went to school with 20 years ago who we haven't spoken to (laughs) 
goodness. But yeah, and I think this is the thing, like again, I talk about confidence all the time on the podcast and I think it is an amazing exercise in just helping you to build your confidence. And and like ultimately, like you say, it's it's a private application. The only people who are going to see it are the judging panel. And even if you're just doing it for yourself, just to kind of help you like keep a record as well of all the things that you're doing you know, gradually year on year, you're building up a kind of, it's almost like the equivalent of a portfolio, isn't it? Of like everything you've achieved. Well, I didn't have a biography before I put in for an award application, a business biography or anything. And I thought, wow, that's really helped me write that. And uh, yeah, like you say, you go through the questions and it really is reflective. You have to think back, what have I done? What difference have I made? But yeah, the awards process was eye-opening. And I've since found out it's the same for things like MBEs and OBEs and you can nominate yourself I didn't know that so you, go go, people go nominate yourselves for an MBA we're all putting ourselves for OBEs but I didn't realise that at all so fascinating and do you know what this is the thing isn't it I I, I think one of my favourite phrases sort of at the moment when talking about business is like you don't know what you don't know and everything feels like I don't know especially when you get first get started everything feels like it's kind of these closed doors and you don't know how to get in there and how do people get in that room how do they get these sorts of things and opportunities and I honestly think nine times of the time it's just people being go-getters and, and going getting it themselves and asking for it. I've learned that a lot in the business world is actually in, and I was always taught as a young girl, if you do not ask, you do not get. And what's the worst? They say no. And as you as an adult, you kind of have to handle rejection better and better, I think, as you get older. <laughs> they said no, okay. They've said no. Move on. Yeah, exactly. Next. Exactly. A hundred percent. Amazing. There we go. So hopefully everybody listening to this is very inspired now and is going to be going out and looking for different awards. And this is another thing as well. Like if you're wondering sort of, well, what, you know, even if you're not a tutor listening to the episode at the moment, you're thinking, well, you know, I, I'm not part of tutor associations. So what can I do? If you literally Google, let's say you, I don't know, you live in like Kent, you'd say awards in Kent, business awards in Kent into Google you will find so many. There are hundreds of awards going out there at, at the moment. Definitely worth it. And and again, you know, this this is something as well, like long term in your business, like a kind of marketing strategy as well, like making this a part of your sort of marketing strategy to be like, right, every year I apply for two or three award ceremonies, um, two or three award categories and see where it takes me. And, and again, I, I like like we're sort of saying, you know, be ambitious, like go for the really big competitive ones and go for the small local ones as well. Kind of like, you know, try out lots of different things. And why not put your OBE application in, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Be bold. That's bold. That is bold. In this episode, this is a bit of like a hot seat as well. So we've kind of talked about all the amazing success you've had in your business. But like all business owners, we all have little challenges that we face as well. So at the moment, what would you say in terms of like progressing your business is the one thing you'd like to feel better at or know more about? One word. It's it's not even the whole word. Tech. (laughs) It's a short version of the word. Oh, technology. Now, I'm not a technophobe by any means. Um, lots of technology in my house. But when it comes to business, it's just this real barrier for me. I don't even have the ability at the moment to snap a receipt and that goes on to my taxes or anything like that or, or, or digitally create an invoice. No, I'm doing it all manually. I'm a real nerd when it comes to maths and spreadsheets. I might say spreadsheet. Um, in fact, this time of year, we've just rolled into a new tax year, which I kind of celebrate because I'm so excited to do my accounts. <laughs> such a nerd. But I do. I love it. And, and I kind of feel like, well, that will be taken away from me a little bit if I 
make it streamlined but I do need to streamline my business with technology even things like my website but really like a booking facility that people can book on to workshops pay for their workshops through that it just feels a huge leap and a huge leap in terms of time investment and I'm quite time poor at the moment particularly in the lead up to kind of exams yeah so tech tech is a big challenge okay so I mean this this is a hundred percent thing I talk to clients about all the time and it's it's kind of it feels like a catch-22 doesn't it because you feel like I'm overrun with all this admin stuff but it works I know how it works so actually I don't have time to go learn something else because that's going to take up more time in my business but ultimately like my advice to everybody is that like there are so many systems out there that can save you time and yes in the beginning it is going to take a bit of an investment of a little bit of extra time but if you counted up like how many hours, days of the month you're spending sort of like doing those admin, those sort of manual admin tasks for you, like the invoicing and everything else, because I'm guessing you also have to like check the invoices, check they've been paid, chase up if they haven't. Daily. Yeah. yeah daily. <laughs> yeah. How long a day do you reckon you spend doing these things, these admin tasks? I've never added it up because I quite frankly it'd be scary I know I do work usually kind of 16 hour days up to 16 hour days I work six days a week so it's not that much on a Saturday I don't work but it's all the little bits of time you have in the day that you don't add up but I'll just check my phone to see if that's come in right I'll make a note they've paid and then next time I'm on my computer I need to add that to my spreadsheet all those little things all those little bits of time add up yeah and and this is one of the things isn't it like let's say we sort of round up say an hour a day roughly you're spending doing this so like six hours in a week just imagine what you could do with six hours like that's six hours of potentially more teaching time you could have so more income coming in or actually I think given what you've just said there six hours of you time you know go to a gym class or something you know go for a walk just sit and relax read a book something you know that's not that sort of full-on in intensive day yeah this is what I'm really hoping with in terms of getting better at tech I want to free up time because that's worth more to me than the money at the moment (laughs) getting that balance back again yeah I'm a bit of a workaholic but I love it but uh yeah time is precious isn't it that that's the thing isn't it like I, I always say this like you can always make more money. You can't get back time. You know, that that is like the most sort of precious commodity almost that we have. So my advice in this situation is don't overwhelm yourself with almost trying to like transform everything in your business all at once, because I think that that is a lot to kind of take on. So I definitely think one of the easiest things for you to do is to get like a sort of invoicing system in place. Now, in terms of like options for you, you've got like the main ones out there, like QuickBooks and things like that. Although from my understanding, those are more kind of like accounting kind of software, like just keeping track of records and things. But if you're in the tutoring world, there are so many. Now, I'm not sponsored by anything here, but I'm just throwing out some different examples. There are so many great services you can use. So, for example, like TutorBird is one that I know lots of tutors use. What's the other one? Tutor Cruncher is another one as well. The main thing with these guys is that ultimately you can set up payments in there, connect your Stripe account to it. And then once you've sent off that invoice, everything's done automatically. So it like tracks the payments coming in. It sends them reminders if they've not paid. It ticks off the invoice if it is paid. And like for me, because I was exactly the same as you when I first started, everything was manual. You know, the reality is like if you're not on top of it, it's so easy to miss payments. It's so easy to lose track. You end up spending half an hour going through your bank account trying to find when was that last payment. Um, Whereas, you know, by signing up to this software, it meant that I did 
one day a week. I did. I used to do two or three hours, not even a week, sorry, two or three hours, one day a month. The ones you've mentioned, apps, funny enough, I use through agencies because they're their preferred choice, both of those, Tutor Bird and Tutor Cruncher, and I've got Stripe accounts. So I think if I, you had your own business, you'd need, your, obviously, your own login and maybe a different account that it goes to, perhaps. I have been doing some research, and that's as far as, it goes, as, as it's gone. So I'm in that contemplation sort of phase of change, if you're familiar with <laughs> behavioural change. Yeah, zero is another one because they will link that then because there's going to be a change where um, every business owner has to have, um, like, go through their self-employment tax return or whatever. They'll link it to that. So look out for ones with that as well, with making tax digital, which is going to, it's going to happen. So most of them do, but they're trying to get up on software as well. And Go Simple Tax, I think, are, are very good for cheaters, but they haven't quite got that making tax digital stuff ready yet. But that's also why I've held off. I just want to wait and see who does what for that process as well. I think another thing I would say is that the, the, the great thing about like with tech and all these different systems that you can use is that you always get trial periods with them. So you're not, you know, you're not sort of signing up and committing to anything sort of full term. And I think as well, like when you were saying earlier about like you love, you love like the kind of numbers and spreadsheets and things like, okay, I'm an English tutor. So like maths is not, I don't know, maths still gives me the GB sometimes. <laughs> but equally, you know, I'm still getting over it. But like equally, I also love a spreadsheet. Like before I started my business, everything in my life was organized on Excel, like Excel documents for everything. But now I kind of use other systems and they still have all those kind of functionalities that we enjoy, all the kind of ways you can manipulate the data and look at how things are working. So it won't take away from your enjoyment of kind of doing that like admin management in your business. But I think it's just about kind of streamlining it for you and making it a lot easier. Um, And then a lot of these things can also potentially kind of tie into your website, like depending on the software that you use. So you can get like integrations into your website or you can take like a little booking link put that as a hyperlink in your um in your website so so many different things like this that can just be automated in the background so it also for you from a customer service point of view and i know we talked about that the awards this is almost like streamlining it and making it even more efficient for your customers and that's what i want but the thought of you saying hyperlinks just <laughs> me maybe you might want to run away Helen. let me reassure you it is honestly as simple on your website as insert button and then there'll be a box saying what is the link that you need so you copy and paste the link and hit save yeah i did my website website last uh summer i spent the summer doing it and i'm not happy with it by any means so that's definitely on my to do and and streamline it absolutely yeah it's very fun who, who is your website provider just out of curiosity a wix, wix. Yeah, okay wix. good yeah. so because it was free and now i've paid for the premium because i've realized the free one was not what I was after. So I've learned the lesson. Yeah. But again, like that is the great thing about this technology is that, you know, they do give you the free option. And don't get me wrong, if you want it to be like a kind of professional looking, efficient part of your business, you know, you are going to have to invest and pay for it, aren't you? But equally, the functionality you get with it is a million times better and, and always worth the money. But Wix in itself, you know, I've sort of played around with it a bit in the past and I know they've got like e-commerce options. So you could, again, kind of set up shops and things like that. So I had to play with that. Yeah. Um, but I just can't quite figure out the last bit. But uh, Yeah. 
it's good it's good it's, I've got to get past that barrier but you're totally right yeah have a play around one of the main things across all of this sort of like the common denominator with this is make also making sure that you have a Stripe account because if you've got a Stripe account you can link it to any bit of software and ultimately Stripe is like the payment processor it's like PayPal it's the equivalent of PayPal again not sponsored by either but Stripe fees are slightly lower which is why I think lots of online people use them and yeah you can kind of link that to anything and almost all that kind of complicated money transaction taking process that all then sits away from you it's not something you have to worry about your fees do you pass that on to your clients or do you absorb that so say you charge 30 pounds for this session or whatever you know it goes through your website and you stripe and they do take you know a certain percentage of that do you absorb that and then you only get like i don't know 29 pound or something if it's yeah i think i think it's one of these things i think lots of people do it differently like on a personal level I I absorb the fees, but then I kind of price myself knowing kind of like all the different kind of slices that are going to come out of it. Because this is the thing, isn't it, as well? And I I talk to my clients about this a lot. Like, I think it's a real kind of money mindset thing. Like when you first start your business, because you go from like being paid your wage and like that money that goes into your account when you're working for a company or school or whatever, like that's your money. You do whatever you want with it. Whereas when you're suddenly self-employed, it's like, okay, I'm earning like, say, 50 pounds an hour, but then I've got my fees, I've got my website costs, I've got, you know, maybe my marketing costs. There's like lots of little slices of the pie. So this is one thing as well I always really recommend to people is having some kind of like budget going on where you have your income, but then list every single expense that you have. It varies. Some people take sort of 40% of the profit up to like 70% of the profit. Depends what kind of stage of growth you're in in your business and, and the amount of money that you've got coming in. But I think it's sort of at your discretion. But this is also the thing, isn't it, about pricing yourself to take into account this isn't actually the full hourly rate I'm going to be getting because of all the expenses on top of it as well. My number one recommendation when it comes to tech and if you're feeling that overwhelm is don't try and do everything all at once. Just like literally I, what I would do is make a list after this of like sort of all the things that take up all the time in your business, all the things that you feel like, you know, this is something that actually I don't need to be doing or maybe I don't enjoy doing it. And then go about kind of researching, okay, what are the different like systems or options out there that can help me with this? Sometimes it will be tech. Sometimes it will be like the invoicing software we've talked about or the calendar, like Calendly is a great one for booking in like appointments and things. And it's free. You can have a free account on there. Other times it might be that you just need to outsource. And actually I've talked before on the podcast about like VAs and things like that. Like they are, you know, my VAs, I always say like they're worth their weight in gold. Like I would cry if they called me and said they were leaving me. <laughs> Because, you know, they, they're just so instrumental in the kind of like background workings of the business. Having that kind of list and then sort of going through checking them off. And then ultimately, you don't have to commit to anything. You don't have to kind of like sign up to it or pay for it initially. They always give you free trials. And I also as well sort of say to people, go into it with an open mind, like have fun with it. Like, especially a lot of us, like we are, we're quite creative, like, and we're also teachers. So, you know, we're very good at problem solving. We spend most of our time sort of problem solving. So this is just like another little element of that to kind of bring into the business. Once you get sort of one system in place that's automated, I promise you it becomes an addiction. You you will try and automate everything. <laughs> where I'm going and at the moment I'm I'm in overwhelm. But um like you say one thing at a time and then yeah and then go from there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Amazing. Good. Was that helpful? Do you yes, feel inspired? Definitely. I do feel inspired by invoicing. First on my list. Yes. <laughs> I will message you after this podcast to say how's it going. <laughs> 
No, I don't need an accountability card. No, no. no. <laughs> No, maybe I do, Helen. Maybe I do. Otherwise, I would have done it by now, wouldn't I? Good stuff. All right, Sarah. Well, it was so lovely to have you on the podcast today. Um, like I say, I could sit here and chat to you for hours about all this stuff. But just for everybody listening, if they wanted to follow you, connect with you, find out more about what you do, where is the best place for them to do that, please? A couple of places. So I've got my website sbtutoringuk.com and you can find me on Facebook also sbtutoringuk uh, I'm on LinkedIn as Sarah Bruner and most recently a week ago I joined Instagram so you can find me on there's sbtutoringuk Thank you for listening to another episode of the Love Mondays Club podcast Don't forget to review and subscribe or share this episode with one of your business friends For more information and support from today's episode head over to the show notes at lovemondaysclub.co.uk Have a great week and I'll see you next Monday.